Welcome to OKHR Leads, hosted by Tara Crowley and Rob Trotter. I'm Tara Crowley, and my current role is OKHR Certification Chair, and Rob Trotter is Sooner HR's President and also on OKHR's board. We are connecting with HR leaders in our community and hearing their story and what makes them tick. Hi, Rob. Hey, Tara. How are you doing today? I'm good. You know what? I just had a revelation as I was reading this that our titles are potentially going to change after the end of this year, so we can't introduce ourselves as saying certification chair and Sooner HR president. Oh my gosh. Right. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. The suspense was uh, not killing me. So uh, (laughs) we'll have have to see. Yeah. You ready to roll off as as Sooner HRs? Well, not roll off. You won't be the president, but you'll be president. Past president. I'll be the, the immediate past president, you know, and uh, I'm excited to see what Heather is going to do for for the yeah. chapter, especially rolling off of COVID. Um, she's she's got a lot of ideas and really enthusiastic, and uh, it's sooner HR will be in fantastic hands. I'm sure of that. Yeah. I no I have no doubt. But you know what? This kind of leads us into you just said sooner HR. Our guest. Chelsea Wilson is from the other university. Mm-hmm. Right. From the Stillwater area HR. So she might have a little bit of a different story. But let me tell you a little bit about our person that we get to visit with today. I'm really excited. So Chelsea is the manager of payroll, benefits, and employees at Interworks in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Uh, she's been eating at certifications because in the past week she just got her um, certified payroll professional credentials but she also has her HRCI um, professional HR certification and also her SHRM CP so she's credential worthy she um, Chelsea also currently is Stillwater's SHRM president-elect and I also just saw something that she received some next gen 30 award so Kind of, we kind of have a big deal, but I can't wait to unpack Chelsea's plan and things that she's learned in her experience so far. But I'm really excited to introduce and welcome this Chelsea Wilson. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, thank you. That was very nice introduction. I feel very cool right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, next ger- next Gen Thirty. What the heck? Yeah, that was a fun surprise. Um, I was nominated. I still have not been able to spot who all nominated me because I had a few different nominations. But um, if anyone's listening, thank you for that. But it was really fun. So I got to go spend a day at the Capitol and get honored and recognized for being next gen under 30. So, yeah. Wow. We have a big deal right here. Oh, you don't even know who inter- who nominated you? Mm-mm. They didn't tell you. I'm sure if I write them an email, they can tell me, but they really wanted to keep it nice, sweet, confidential type of deal. So, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you must be doing amazing things. So I can't wait to hear about your amazing journey that you've had so far. So to start in, in your amazingness, why don't you tell us about your background and how it has led to your career and experiences so far? Yeah, so a little bit about me. I'm originally from Yukon, Oklahoma, and I went off to college to Oklahoma State University, go Pokes, and I graduated with a bachelor's in agricultural business and a minor in marketing. Um, I did not know the world of HR. I didn't know I wanted to be in HR. I think other people, when I listen to this podcast, kind of have a similar, they look into HR per se. So fun fact, I actually um, went full-time with the company. I was working part-time when I was in college. It was actually Interworks, but I worked with them in a different capacity. And I basically did admin assistant work. So reviewing invoices, reviewing receipts and getting things ready for our clients, but I just wasn't feeling fulfilled. So then while I love the organization and the culture, I wanted something Next level. So then I spread my wings and I went to event planning for a nonprofit organization here in Stillwater. While I also loved that so much, then I was missing the business side of things. So then I really had to step back and think, what can I do to, to connect with members or employees per se, and still have the business like mind. So I was really happy to 
follow my gut, reach back out to Interworks and ask, Hey, do you need help in your HR roles? And so I started as HR assistant and I just progressed and I think I found my calling. I love it. Um, I'm challenged every day and I really love getting to connect with employees. And as you mentioned, I just kind of like learning. So then I just got all my certs I can related to my roles. So that's kind of how I lucked into HR. What does Interworks do? So Interworks is a full stack tech consulting company. So Needless to say, we're headquartered in Stillwater, but then we have location in Oklahoma City and Tulsa, but we're also across the United States and even have about 14 employees in Australia, two people in Singapore, and about 50 people across Europe. So to say that headquartered is in Stillwater is really crazy. And again, <laughs> I'm so fortunate that I found this company in college and the fact that I left and they were able to let me come back in my dream role, that's what yeah. I really appreciative about. So didn't Stillwater, OSU, it was probably whenever I was leaving, they created that international business or a big building that was sort of on the north end of the university. So did that, was that part of the reason why this business is there? Um, so Interworks has a hand in some OSU items and then our professor and our CEO acted as a professor one semester um, for one of the Tableau, I'm totally messing it up, Tableau business intelligence class. He kind of served hand in hand, but um, it's kind of offset from OSU, but we sure. get a lot of students and interns coming from OSU. Um, it's basically data analytics. IT area. So basically if your dentist office doesn't want to have a full, full scope IT department, we can hire people to, or you can hire us to come in and do your IT work. So I think yeah. it's really cool. And some of the clients we work with are really cool, but obviously I can't say because of an NDA, sure. but um, sure. I just think it's awesome and fantastic that um, something like our scope and our size of a tech com company is in Stillwater. Yeah, alone it could company. be anywhere. Yeah. And I think I heard you say that you had, you went to a nonprofit for a little mm -hmm. bit. Is that correct? Yeah. So I had worked for a nonprofit at one point and I just always say there is a different feel from business that is for profit and not for profit. And, and I understand, or I feel like I understand what you were saying. You were missing some of that connection of a for profit business and it is definitely kind of a different feel. So Yes. I agree. I'm probably in the same shoes. I, I like the Yes, you hit it <laughs> nail on the head. So obviously yeah. I love my time and my experience there, but I was just missing that business orient orientation of mind of what can we do and how can we position ourselves better? So you hit it, the nail on the head. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I am so interested that you recently sat for your certified payroll professional CP. Do they call it CPP? I don't know. Mm -hmm. this term. So, I mean, people in HR, we also have a hand a lot of times in payroll, but we in HR maybe don't have some of the conversations that I feel like you're going to tell us about. But I think what's the best part of you, of it being over after taking your CPP test? What's the best it being, part? It's being over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the fact that I don't have to study all the time. Um, no, but really it was a challenging exam. It was a challenging material just to really digest. I started studying in April diligently. If I was not working, oh I probably was studying. Hmm. Um, basically our study groups I'm in, I'm in some virtual study groups because of COVID. I haven't really been able to connect with people taking the exam, but sure. the best way people are explaining it is basically obviously not to downplay CPA because that's a lot of work too, but it's just basically a CPP is a CPA of accounting, but just in payroll. So I had to learn tax. I had to learn, well, tax regarding to the payroll. I had to learn um, payroll concepts, basic accounting and stuff. So I'm glad it's over. <laughs> but yeah. obviously I learned so much and I'm really um, glad that I took the time to break it down and digest all the material. I think I read four textbooks between now and April, but wow. I'm, glad I'm glad it's done. What, uh, how long is that test? 
four hours. So it's similar okay. length to the PHR and the um, SHRM-CP. Um, you have to take it at the Pearson View Test Center and um, do all the fun um, palm scan reads and take a photo. So it's locked down just like those certifications. Um, it's four hours, 190 questions, and um, probably about 30 to 40 math calculations. And the rest are just tax laws or your forms and what's on your W-2, et cetera. Yeah, I think uh, there's lots about payroll that you probably can teach us. <laughs> so if, what is something that you learned about payroll doing the studying that most people are not aware of and maybe we should all be doing, or maybe there's a couple of things that you so, learned? That's a good question. I think I'll go at it at a different angle and say, if you're a company, obviously, if you're in the payroll sector, you'll know it, but people on the outside, like other, um, like different managers or different roles, it's really is the payroll department. I didn't realize, obviously I now realize of how complex it can be, but say, for example, you have an employee that's in California, but your home office is in Oklahoma. You might not be familiar with all the rules and regulations to do a final payroll for an, a, Cal, a California employee, or even just learning different city tax or different, like New York City, they have a different um, transportation tax. Denver, they have a higher tax. So really, I guess the challenge is your payroll department has to really stay in the know of legislation and tax law changes, implications, or COVID relief, different guidance in different areas. So. I just didn't realize that until um, I really dug deeper into it. So I'm glad yeah. that we have a third party to do our payroll, but I'm really trying to go even further into it because we utilize Paylocity. Um, but now that I have the CPP, I'm really wanting to start digging into deeper on the tax side and just, you know, auditing our stuff. So um, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's a lot that, I mean, it is technical and, you know, you think, oh, we fired a person. They they work across state lines. No big deal. We write their check. But you still need to connect with that state mm -hmm. and make sure you have some pieces that, ugh, yikes. So what do you think, what advice would you give um, or something that people need to be aware of um, that you learned from from taking this test or studying so much? I mean, I know this is sort of the similar question, but what is something that you feel like mo more people understood? Um, I can now properly explain the W-2 on all the tax codes. So just oh. before hopping on this call, someone um, has been filing an extension and they're finally doing their taxes. And so I was able to regurgitate, oh, that without even having to Google it. So in my noggin, I can regurgitate back probably every single code that's on the W-2. So I might know it in a funny way, but um, I'll have to, because <laughs> I always remember it in like a different phonetic way, um, just, you know, so you can regurgitate it. But I'm happy that I know that aspect so I can be a champion of the W-2, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you be so, that. <laughs> so, so so Chelsea of, of our of our HR listening audience, in, in your opinion, who should uh, you know take a deeper dive into understanding payroll, and then uh, who who shouldn't, and just rely on on the other experts for that? Everybody should take a deeper dive into their payroll. <laughs> um, I always have employees reach out to me, and they don't understand what numbers are coming where, what what what's pulling where. Um, I can educate you and I can show you and point you in your right direction, but sometimes they start asking 401k questions. Sometimes they might start asking how much should I be doing, but obviously we can't tell you, but I think everyone, it would not hurt them to um, just kind of get educated a little bit. And that way you can spot any errors. Um, not everyone gets it right the first time. So if you know what's going on, then you might point it out and trust me, your HR department will highly appreciate you if you point it out sooner rather than later so we can um, put out a W2C and stuff. So, so then let's, let's define that better, better define that deeper dive. I mean, are you saying that you think everybody should study and get their CPP or if that's not the case, then, you know, what should we, what should we know and how, how deeper of a dive should we take? 
So basically, probably think about, are you doing deductions that are pre-tax in a cafeteria plan? And if so, is that reported correctly on your W-2? Are you doing a 401k in a Roth? And then is that reported correctly? Just to make sure your deductions in your box 12 are showing correctly or making sure your taxable wages for your social security are showing correctly. Or a lot of times during the year, I'll get a question from an employee if they make over the wage base of the 142,800. And so they'll say, hey, I'm not paying social security and Medicare anymore. And I said, hey, you reached the caps and you no longer have to pay it. So mm-hmm. just little things like that to spot the items that might help solve HR and payroll's headache, because I normally get those emails um, towards the end of the year, whenever they're getting to their fuller salary mark. And so they're worried they didn't pay their taxes and they're worried that I didn't calculate their taxes right. But then I get to educate them, say, hey you paid all your taxes this year uh, towards that social security and Medicare. So more so just educating people on at the end of the year, when you get your W-2, just make sure your deductions are right um, in mm-hmm. each box. So little things like okay. that. So, so if I'm a generalist, you know, a deeper, a deeper dive in deductions, deeper dive in taxes, deeper dive on the social security, just make sure I understand those mm-hmm. on a broad base that I can speak around them. And then maybe even though that would help me, uh, be able to answer more specific and helpful questions to you, the expert that I don't quite understand. Yes. I think that'd be terrific. <laughs> okay. We have, we have waxed over all of our payroll. I think we could probably dig very much in that, but I feel like we're getting pretty technical. Is there anything we haven't talked about with payroll that we all should know? I think we're good. Just make sure okay. this is a fun, I'll tell a funny story real quick. Make sure you sure. update your direct deposit if you have changed your direct deposit. Um, I have oh, an employee yeah. that realized huh. that they went to the bank to change the direct deposit, but they did not tell me. And so thankfully it was an hour before I hit payroll. So if you're listening and you're changing your direct deposit, make sure you update it on your self-service portal or send the proper email. That is a so- great comment because I think a lot of times Persons who process payroll do it, you know, obviously days mm-hmm. ahead, and it's not the day that the check is being deposited. So remember that for sure. So before before Tara steers us away from payroll, I, you know, you, I just learned you've got a payroll podcast, at least Interworks does. So tell me about your tell me about that podcast and what your what your responsibility or participation is with that. So we don't have a payroll podcast, but we do have a really, yeah. So we can talk about that later, but we don't have a payroll podcast, but we can bring it up if we, if segue into it, but it's really cool. And it's actually just internal. So unfortunately you don't get to listen to it, but um, Mm. it is basically bringing our culture and connecting employees to the other. Our, my director of HR in an individual in Australia, Robert Curtis and Brandy White, they do a really great podcast to really connect our remote employees to kind of get to know other employees and their favorite hobbies, their favorite book, what they like to cook, all those fun questions and get to know those individuals. Okay. Well, very excited to see that there's podcast brothers and sisters out there. Yeah. And it's a great, I think this, the, the point of that is just connection. And I think that's what our point of, uh, Mm -hmm. Rob and myself in order to have this was just connection for okay hr leaders to have or just if you're in hr have a have an additional connection and hear some stories about what makes people tick tick we already said that payroll tick okay we got it <laughs> all right so uh chelsea tell us a little bit about what lights your fire oh, in your career. what lights my fire we're going to switch off the payroll topic and then just go straight into the employees I am an extrovert, and if you're familiar with Clifton Strengths, I am a woo for my number one. Um, oh. Followed, yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm a woo, followed by communication, discipline, positivity, um, and individualization, I believe. So I love people. So I really enjoy meeting new hires. I really enjoy meeting people that come back into our Stillwater office. And I just love connecting. So while I do payroll and benefits and really getting into the 401k aspect of my career, I still love doing my employee experience side where 
we are scheduling fun events, where we're doing our holiday party, where we're scheduling our yearly summit or virtual events in a COVID life. So I do my job just because I want to satisfy our employees and they really get me up and going in the morning. Um, I just like to make sure that their needs are met. And that really is what fulfilling is what's fulfilling to me. You just talked about strength finders. And so I was rushing to my computer to try to figure out what mine are. And I don't remember, Aww. but I have the whole thing. Oh, I think I have, I, I know a couple of mine. I don't know exactly all of them, but I know I had harmony maximizer. Um, those were two that I remember. Uh, I don't remember the other one. Oh, adaptability. Those are three of the five because they list five, right? Um, yeah. Those are three of the five that I think I can remember. Anyway, so yeah, we are not on the same page. <laughs> I'm a people person. It's it's kind of obnoxious how many people version of the woo Clifton, like the woo positivity, communication, all those that we, I like the people. <laughs> yeah. Woo says, uh, People exceptionally talented in the woo team love the challenge of meeting new people and winning them over. They derive satisfaction from breaking the ice and making a connection with someone. So invite Chelsea to every party you have. There That's you what go. I've gotten out of this. Yes. Yes. I'll be an expert icebreaker for everyone. <laughs> oh, great. This is great to know. Can I take you with me this afternoon? I'm supposed to do something with an icebreaker. Well, let's go. I'll go with you. <laughs> yes. Rob, uh, have you taken awesome. your Clifton strengths? Uh, no, I've not taken that one. So that's you on should. the list to do. I should, yes. Yeah. yeah. So Strength Finder is a tool. Uh, you can do it from a book. It's from a book. You can. There's also within the book, they have a connection to a website. Then you can also get on there and take the test, right? Is that yes. right? Yes. Does your company follow Strength Finder or did you, did you do that at school? So I've actually taken it three times in my um, life and they've all been the same minus a two. Um, they kind of may change. I've always been a woo. Woo's always been my number one. Um, we used to do it at Interworks. However, we kind of took a step back and then we ended up switching over to a different personality assessment and I feel terrible that I'm drawing a blank on it but um we used to do Clifton where we have to submit it to HR and our CEO just so we kind of sort of already know your strengths of um this is what someone really enjoys and what they excel at um, and it's also funny to see how many um people we have that are very competitive I feel like whenever we did Clifton strengths are all competitive oriented so that was kind of funny to see um, but I've also taken it at OSU when I was a student and then whenever I was at the nonprofit. So three times and they've all kind of been the same. So I guess it's pretty, pretty straightforward. And if you answering it correctly, it's going to give you what you probably are. Yeah. And I loved the explanation with Strengths Finder um, was stating you are good at something. You don't realize you're good at it. And so these questions ask you those because you can't, you couldn't necessarily tell somebody I'm great at this because it comes naturally. Yeah. And to me, that was the point of it. It's like, it comes naturally. So you don't realize that you're great at whatever this specific trait is. So oh, I love that. Well, this kind of leads into the next part of like, what is, what is your um, favorite tool in business? Like, what do you like to use? So I am a taskless person. Um, I actually had a fun Slack conversation going with my team that today someone said, oh, you need to add that to the list. And someone said, don't worry, we all already know Chelsea probably has, has it on one of her five lists. And I did. I already had it on a payroll list. I already had it on a checklist. So I live my life via OneNote in Microsoft OneNotes, just because you can archive notes, you can do a checklist, you can color code. I'm a true taskless maker. So if I did not have a notebook to jot down notes and then to um, compose it into OneNote, I probably would be staring at my screen saying, what do I do next in my job? Um, but outside of organizational tools, I also love Excel. I love a good Excel sheet. I love a good audit. I love a good 
um, way to review data at a glance, which if anyone listens to this for my um, work, they're probably saying, Chelsea, why do you not use Tableau, which is a um, software that I'm really wanting to get into. And I probably just made them say, hey, you're going to have to take a training course now listening to this. But Excel <laughs> is also something that I really um, enjoy. So who knows, maybe ask me in a year or two and I'll be a Tableau expert of inputting data into Tableau and analyzing it that way. But um, Excel and OneNote would be my go-to items just to keep organized. I think Rob has now become a lover of OneNote. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Love, love OneNote. It's a, it's a, I learned it from this podcast talking to, exactly. uh, yeah. What? And it was, we talked to Anna Securis. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Wow. I'm glad I'm not the only one. People think it's so <laughs> crazy that I use OneNote and I'm like, it is the most beautiful tool you'll ever use because mm -hmm. you can archive things and then it will keep it on file for you. So if I have a meeting with you in, in 2017 and we made a really cool idea and we just wanted to save it for later and we forgot what that was at the later date, I can go back and then I see it. So I have different tabs, different journals, mm -hmm. and I love it. And you're the you're the third or fourth guest who mentioned Excel. It's interesting how how Excel has continued to be just a just that tool that people just used, yeah, no matter what other it. new apps and other things are out there. Yeah, I use it for things that you probably wouldn't even suggest using Excel for. Like if I just need to figure out who's in what state I'll just copy paste their address and filter it and then I'm like okay well you know or alphabetical like put things in alphabetical order it's just fun so excel is a good one to have always I don't think it's going anywhere I think people will always utilize that in their office space you mentioned tableau I don't know what that is so I'm not the best person to speak about Tableau and I am terrible for Interworks to hear this if they're listening to this podcast. So Tableau is a data-driven, oh, I'm putting me on the spot. Let's see how well <laughs> I can um, explain this. Basically, you can input your data and then make it look pretty. Then you can also okay. figure out what's trending and make bar graphs and pie charts and map out population density and all cool things. You should look it up. If you want to know a demo about it, reach out to me and I'll get you connected with somebody because I'm not the best person to speak about it. I'm in HR, not the BI department, but um, we use it heavily at our um, company, but I just haven't had time to deep dive into learning it. But trust me, now that my CP gets done and I don't have any other certs on the horizon. I think I'm going to enroll myself in a fundamentals class and then maybe I'll be a pro eventually. Well, you just took that test a week ago. I would hope that you might decompress for at least a week. I have this weird thing. Before you I add to, on a new. I have to always learn. I don't know what it is, but I think it's just the craving of learning. I think that's what I love most about HR is it's not the same thing mm -hmm. every day. You're always researching, you're always learning, and you're always listening. So I think that's what made, what made me enjoy HR so much is you're not going to work eight to five, doing the same thing, leave. It's really what's going on today? How can I fix it? What do I need to research? And then you move on. So, yeah. So you also are responsible for benefits and employees at InterWorks. What does that look like? We spent a whole lot of time about payroll and, and things that, you, that all of us need to know and should yeah. research. Yeah. But what have you liked about or been surprised about in the benefits area? Okay, so benefits, um, since I first started, so I'm coming up on my five years in HR capacity at InterWorks. So March will be my five years. It's been fun learning the business aspect of it. I remember my first year, I was barely touching um, benefits and open enrollment. Second year, I was like, okay, I got my training wheels underneath me. And then by now, I'm also rocking all the open enrollments. And um, with my director, we're also doing the negotiations with our benefit broker. So it's so exciting to know that you get to have a hand with the company's benefits package. So um, open enrollment, obviously auditing each deduction to import into the payroll system. So 
it's a lot. Um, I think I just like to tackle things that are just a lot. Um, but the benefit aspect of it is also the side of reading what is new in different companies. So extending our EAP or seeing what maternity leave is going on at other companies to stay competitive, researching other opportunities such as student loan forgiveness and what are other companies doing. So that way I know what other companies are doing and my supervisor and I can take that back to our CEO and say, hey, this is what other people are doing. We should evaluate this and see if we can put this into our five-year plan to eventually bring that benefit to InnerWorks as well. Yeah, yeah. Benefits are for sure, you know, can help make or break a business. And, and obviously being competitive is so important. Um, and especially right now, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, it help, it's, it's affecting just not only people in getting a job, but if people are staying. So it's just very important. Thank you for bringing that up or, and discussing that. So what surprises you about HR and which area do you like the best? So what surprises me about HR is how much you can change an employee's trajectory of their career if you just ask them, how are you doing and what can I do for you? Because sometimes some employees I've learned, they don't want to say they're struggling on learning a material. They don't want to say they're struggling meeting deadlines. And so I think if you reach out to your employees, they can, you can help them more than you realize. So I think that's what surprises me more is you really have an impact on your employees and you can really be an advocate for them. And I think that kind of goes back to what's lighting my fire is really the employees. So I'm really employee focused. So I always like to say that at the end of the day, if I just made someone's life easier in it works and I accomplished my job of just helping someone. So that always surprises me that you don't realize that you can have a positive impact on someone. And it might be as simple as hope you're having a great day and that conversation will flow to I am, but I'm just kind of struggling I just think I just have too much on my plate. And then I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. So then we'll digest it a little bit. And then I'll kind of encourage them to talk to the manager or talk to who they should be talking to and just kind of help them. So I guess that kind of boils down to just the employees in general surprise me every day in HR, but in a good way. <laughs> I, you just reminded me, we spoke with Steve Brown and the one thing he talked about is they had made a, um, a challenge to he, his businesses, they have pizza stores. And he challenged each of those managers to say, hello, and I appreciate what you do every day for 30 days. For 30 days. I'm like, that's not a big deal. He said his response rate was people became more engaged. The retention at those locations for the groups that did it um, grew, I don't remember his percentage, but they grew. And I just think it's so simple. It's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, I have we a, try to create crazy and it's so simple. Yeah. And thank so you for doing that. That's a great thing. Yeah. So something simple that I do that I can challenge everyone to do is you have a list of all employees names. Well, and then I have a check-in just so I can check in like a pulse check-in. So I just take it upon myself that if I need a brain break, if I'm in the zone working on something hard, I kind of go check in. I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to Bob in a while. So let's go check on Bob. So I'll send Bob a Slack message, talk to him. And then um, obviously it's locked down. Um, I just press an X. So people don't understand what my random Excel checklist is, but then I move on to my next person eventually and just go through the list. And that way at the end of the quarter or the month, I know I've at least talked to all these employees and some employees just more so just to stay connected, say, hello, how's your family? But then it's also just building up that um, relationship to where if they do have an issue, they know, oh, Chelsea always reaches out. She can, I, maybe I can talk to her. So I really try and make a relationship with all our employees and that way they don't feel comfortable coming to their manager or even my director, that at least I can be a voice of reason for them. So it's a fun little challenge I do for myself is just have a list of all our employees. Um, so um, I'm almost through the list. So I have a little few left um, for the end of the year um, for this quarter or this new quarter restarts, but um, it's a fun little project I have for myself. I love that. You must be great at your job. 
I, I'm, I feel like this, this, this mom of you saying, way to go. You're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Chelsea, I want to hear a little bit about uh, the Stillwater chapter. So tell me about the Stillwater chapter and uh, your role there. Yeah, so I'm president-elect of the Stillwater Area Human Resources Association. Um, this year, we had a little struggle period with COVID. I was doing virtual events, and it was kind of hard. Everyone's feeling the same thing. We're Zoomed out. We're burned out. Um, so we decided as a board that we feel like it's safe in the new year to start doing in-person events. So in 2022, we're bringing back in-person events mm. and I'm so excited. So we are starting to schedule our individuals. So I'm looking for presenters and speakers. So if anyone wants to come to Stillwater for a day, I'll treat you maybe to some bacon cheese fries at Eskimo Joe's, nice. but you can come and um, speak to our board and we have it. We normally have about 20 to 30 individuals in person, but our Zoom hasn't been as responsive. And I truly think it's just, we're hitting our burnout period. So um, it's been a fun, interesting year trying to cope with getting everyone still active, but I'm so excited for 2022. Um, we had a great board. Most people are staying on. So um, I think we finally got our rhythm and we know that COVID is going to um, hopefully come to better to where we can do in-person events. A lot of uh, chapters, boards are coming to an end this year and a lot of people are staying on, but a lot of people are rolling off. And uh, there's a lot of members who haven't volunteered just yet and are probably just wondering if they have the time or wondering why. So um, how did you get involved and why do you think people who haven't volunteered yet should do that? So I got involved just by attending the meetings. I really enjoyed the lunch and learns. And then Jessica mm -hmm. Cotter was our president. And I think she took a notice on me that I was a new individual into HR. And I'm so happy that she invited me to keep coming back. And that's just how I got my foot in the door. I think I finally just met a friendly face. And then I finally was excited to participate in something in my community. So I'm thinking that anybody that is new into HR or just wants to build a network of HR um, individuals, I would highly encourage you to participate into your board. I've met a lot of individuals I never would have met if I wasn't in the mm -hmm. board or wasn't serving in some type of capacity because I was certification chair um, for about a year, year and a half before moving up to president-elect. So um, I really would encourage you if you just want to get plugged into the HR network to volunteer or even just go to your meetings, go to an event, go to a lunch and learn because you get to meet so many people and really open up doors for you. Yes, agreed. Well said. <laughs> agreed. So what do you think makes somebody smart in HR? Well, when you figure that out, let me know. <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's just always being able to listen and then always be calm in a situation. I'm learning that people that know me know that sometimes I show my emotions all over my face. And so I know that I'm not ready to be an HR professional that has difficult conversations because if I feel torn and upset and sad for the individual, I know my face will be showing it. So that's what my supervisor rocks at. She rocks at the difficult conversations and I don't. So that's why I don't even have an interest in hosting those type of conversations yet. Maybe in my future career, I'll have to finally learn to um, hide them. But um, I think just an individual that's willing to learn, willing to listen and willing to just stay calm and be there for the employee. Right. You have all those, all those things to, to try to accomplish. Agreed. And then also what I hear, heard you say is knowing your strengths. Yes. And that's, difficult conversations are not my strengths. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm a compassionate crier, so I can only imagine <laughs> I need to figure out a way to combat that um, for my future HR career, I'm sure. Um, but if someone is crying, I'm crying with them. So that is something I need to work on for my future, probably. Oh, I don't know. You need to have empathy and care and compassion is struggle with. That's what the that's what the definition of compassion is struggle with. So I think that's 
that's to me shows that you're kind and generous and that you're willing to walk along with somebody else. And I think that's important. And if somebody knows that they'll trust you. And so I think it's a great trait to have. So Chelsea, we have talked for actually a good amount of time and we still have a few um, end questions. Um, but is there anything else that we did not talk about that we, you think we need to know about? I think we hit all the questions that you kind of sent over maybe. Hold on. I think we need a backup because I want to hear the, um, what is the criteria of the next gen 30? So, um, the next gen 30, it was an application process. Um, I received, um, an email that I was nominated. So then it was an application process of what is your passion what motivates you? Just basic general questions to kind of know um, what motive, what lights your fire as one of your questions. So um, items like that, your resume um, can kind of be a good guide on it. And then honestly, I filled that out so many months ago. I feel terrible that I can't recall all the information, um, but I do know that it was really great and an awesome experience to go to the state capitol and sit with other members just because we got to network, we got to go to social capital and have a networking lunch. And then there is also a banquet um, coming up in November that we um, get to participate in. So it was just really fun to meet other individuals that are driven and um, get to connect with them on LinkedIn. So um, it's just nice to kind of meet people outside of the HR industry and meet um, people that are driven in their career field. So is it for um, persons that are in Oklahoma? Yes, under the age of 30. So I'm under okay. the age of 30. <laughs> Not by, well, I have a few, few months left, but thankfully the person that nominated me probably knew it's coming up in my 30, 30 years time span. But um, And how many 30, people win this? Um, so there was, I really wish I had the data. Um, there is, is it broken, 10? Is it? No, it's, it's more than that. It is broken down in your career industries. There's 10 HR professionals oh. uh, or staffing. They called it the, I was, I was in the staffing category. So I was one of 10, but I don't know if they look at it based off of what industry you're in. So I believe marketing, they had 20. So I don't know if they look at who all applied and what's your category. And, um, break it off of how many applications they get overall and then what category you're in. Sure. So um, they didn't really reveal all that information. Sure. They did. Maybe I had poor listening skills in that moment, but. Um, you were taking it all in. Yeah, taking it all in. It was a hot summer day outside the Capitol um, to be um, socially distanced and, you know, open air. So um, I think I might've been a little a little hot and parched at that moment, but it was, it was a fun experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I it, it, to be nominated for anything is amazing. And then the fact that you um, were awarded this is even higher level. Kudos, kudos, kudos. Thanks. So we're going to round this back out and, um, and whenever we finish, we were so pleased that you um, wanted to visit with us. And whenever we do this, we normally end with a few kind of rapid fire, I say rapid fire, but just quick questions to get. So don't think about it. You are okay. not prepared. <laughs> you are not prepared with this part. And we love to hear just your quick reactions. But in the past year, what has been a revelation to you about yourself? Ooh. <laughs> I guess that I'm finally finding my inner voice, my confidence. Um, I think 2021 brought that out in me. So I'm going to go with that answer that I think 2021 really made me resilient and confident. Nice. That's bold. All right. What mantra do you use for yourself and you like to share with others? Relax. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> I have to tell that to myself probably like every five minutes. And I probably repeated that to myself um, a lot of times over the past few months. And then another one that's a little witty is you were five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. That one has been instilled in me ever since my early days of FFA, trying to show an animal 
Um, my ag teacher always said, if you're five minutes early, you're 10 minutes late. So I'm always showing up early to any, anywhere I go. Yes. <laughs> so copying from Brene Brown's podcast, um, we're asking you this question. What do most people get wrong about you? Hmm. I think sometimes people do think that I am overly confident, even though I just said I'm, I found my confidence in 2021, but something behind closed doors is I'm always a little, little nervous, a little timid, a little shy. And I just have to find my inner voice and um, I always like to be the life of the party, but sometimes afterwards I'm like, wait, did I, did I talk too much? Did I worry too much? So um, I think people always think that I'm bold and I'm confident, which I try and put off as that. But when I'm behind closed doors, obviously people need to decompress and um, I'm an extrovert, but I also really enjoy my quiet time to myself and um, just kind of reflecting on how the day went and just really decompressing. So I can always be an extrovert, but sometimes I just need my quiet space. So some people always think I can go, 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 but I also need to relax. <laughs> sure. We all need our recharge. Uh, so what TV show have you been obsessed with recently? Oh man. Okay. So I have not been able to watch TV as often as I would like, just because I was studying so hard for my exam, but I just binged all the episodes of the circle. It's a reality TV show on Netflix. It is <laughs> nothing educational. I don't know this. Awesome. It is basically a social experiment, uh, putting individuals in a room. So it was kind of a clever way for them to keep filming, but make it COVID compliant because one individuals to a hotel like apartment style and basically it's like big brother but you don't live together you're you're a face behind social media and so you're fighting to win and I don't know it's something I shouldn't be proud of that I binge watch but I did <laughs> <laughs> hey you've given you've given someone something to look up I do yeah. not know that I would look up the circle because I can't stand big brother <laughs> it's really, I love it some people play a catfish character so like they portray a different face oh, and so they're oh. like a um a female whenever they're actually a male character or it's an older person and they're playing a young person or a young person's playing an older person so they have to make sure when they're in a group chat that they keep the language matching their photo that they're using and a lot of people try and sniff out the catfish per se and so they'll kind of give a reference to oh. the 70s and they won't know it because they're actually a young person playing the person yeah so I oh okay so that 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 switches it for me there might be a little bit of intrigue yeah. rob's just looking <laughs> it's terrible i don't think you guys will like it <laughs> i don't even know why i watched it but i was just captivated after the first episode and it was just my guilty pleasure I it's, guess. yeah it's those ones that you just get sucked in and you're like yeah. why have i watched this forever but you watch the whole thing yes. i will i will be sad to say that i have watched um now i can't even think of the name of the show uh southern charm Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What book or podcast has had uh, the most profound effect on you and how did it change you? I think it was Brene Brown's podcast. I always listen to, and I always go back to when I went to the national Sherm conference in Vegas, I believe she was the presenter there and it was all years listening. Um, she always has something wise to say, and then she's always someone great to listen to if you're just doing easier work and just get inspired. So um, chances are, if I have a podcast going while I'm working, it will be Brene Brown or maybe this one, who knows? But um, <laughs> but I also have been listening to this one ever since I have um, found out about it. I didn't know about it until I received the email that um, we're looking for um, podcast presenters. So I was like, oh, let me go check this out. So I've probably been listening to it on my car ride a lot too. So Brene Brown, and this one's been my go-to on my Spotify. I'm so happy. Yay. Yeah. You guys well, are this is, yeah, we're a slow burn. We are a slow burn. We're, yeah. we're getting there. That We are hitting the ground. And, and so thank you for, for listening. And I'm glad that we got to have you on as a, as a guest and, you know, we have the next gen 30, 30 for 30 on here. And how can people connect with you if they want to connect or have questions about um, payroll 
or things like that? How can they connect with you, Ms. Chelsea? Yeah, if you have any questions, if anyone's listening and they're interested in getting their CPP, feel free to reach out to me via LinkedIn. I basically accept anyone on LinkedIn. Um, I would love to give you advice or just even connect and talk about payroll benefits or employee experience. And my name is Chelsea Wilson and it's spelled kind of funky. So uh, make sure you look it up correctly and then you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Okay. Hey, one last question. How many people sit for the CPP in Oklahoma? Do you know? There's only statistics like that about things. So. so I actually, there's someone, so in one of my virtual study classes, someone said, how many people sit and how many people pass? And oh, it's, yeah. so about five years ago, the last statistics we could find was 50% pass rate for the CPP. Um, and there's only about 1100 in America. So um, that was five years ago. And someone was like, I want to find up-to-date information. And I press follow. And like, you know, where people um, comment on it, you'll get a notification. But unfortunately, I have not been able to find an updated statistics. I need to look in the directory. I guess they have now a CPP directory. And so as soon as they update it, because the testing window for this cycle ended on the 9th. So I'm curious to see how the number is. Oh, you waited till the very last day to take it, huh? The longest time. I tried to get in (laughs) earlier, but I'm going to tell you, I had to look at the OSU football schedule. Oh, <laughs> and I couldn't do it on a home game. So I had to do I it guess. on a bye weekend. Yeah. So the last yeah, day. Yeah, because you guys had a bye week last week. There you yes. go. Oh, you you planned it out. See, yes. you had all the things going for you. Of course you were going to pass it. Yes. That was exciting. <laughs> Well, this has been great. I'm so, mm-hmm. you know, this has obviously been a different trajectory for us. We got to talk about payroll, which actually kind of made me excited. We got to hear some new things about stuff. And um, and also, we had to have a little bit of competition between Norman and Stillwater. So this was great as well. Um, thank you so much for spending the time to visit with us. And we'll put some information out on our um on our post about um, how to connect with you as well as some links to some some things. But thank you so much, Chelsea, for visiting with us. It was really great to meet you and chat. Yes, thank, thank you. you. It was great having, or great having you have me. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk to you later.